on this special episode, you'll hear my review of Kingsman, The Golden Circle, on this episode of Graphic Content. Stay a while and listen. He called you a cowboy. What in Sam Hill? What did he mean? What are you? I'm the abomination, the strongest mutant of all. Know this, swimming bird. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. This blue eye perceives all things conjoined. I cared much for the word impregnable. The past. Sounds a bit too much like unsinkable. The future. What's wrong with unsinkable? Nothing. And the present. As the iceberg said to the Titanic. Trap, how's life? He seems nice. And for a change, I get to say I am back. My name is Jim Mason, and I am flying solo in the high-tech graphic content studio with my review of Kingsman the Golden Circle. Scheduling conflicts prevented the person that I saw the Kingsman the Golden Circle with, so we're definitely going to have him back on the show in a future date. But for right now, it's just yours truly in the high-tech studio by himself, talking to you about what he thought about Kingsman the Golden Circle. So let's talk about what this movie is. Then I'm going to give you what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, sum up, and then I'm going to give it a rating of one out of five. You guessed it, Golden Circles. So what is this movie about? Well, this is the sequel to the wildly popular movie Kingsman the Secret Service, which came out a few years ago, which propelled Taron Egerton into stardom, turned Colin Firth into an action hero, and you believe that Samuel L. Jackson could play someone other than Samuel L. Jackson in a movie in the last 10 years. Seriously, uh, listen back to some of our previous episodes. I love Sam Jackson as an actor, but, you know, there was a curtain, certain style that he plays. And anyway, I just thought when he was channeling Russell Simmons through the filter of a James Bond villain, I thought it was a spectacular film. It was bawdy. It was audacious. There's that Matthew Vaughn hyperkinetic directing and camera work that you see that that he gets from his cinematographers and they had a lot to live up to with this sequel also directed by Matthew Vaughn so what did I think about this movie well let me tell you what I liked I liked the returning characters in this I love Taron Egerton I was so sad to hear that he lost out on the part of playing Han Solo in the as yet still untitled Han Solo feature film, which has that guy from that movie that the Coen brothers didn't do so good. And I can't remember his name right now. Alden Ehrenreich. That's right. He might be, and he was the best part about that film, but I would have loved to have seen Taron Egerton because not only can he play action and he can play uh, a little bit of drama and he can smile and he can pout and he can run and he can jump but he's also really funny. And I think that's something that the character of Han Solo needed. But anyway, I digress as I normally do when I'm locked in a studio by myself. But uh, with the other returning characters, who doesn't like 
Colin Firth. I mean, who would have thought that when he said, manas maketh man, that we would see from the guy who won an Oscar for the King's Speech could kick more ass than Bruce Lee in his prime. Of course, there was probably a little bit of CGI with that, but that's another story for another day. I also love the character actor Mark Strong playing Merlin, their version of Q from the James Bond movies. And he was also the trainer of all the recruits in the Kingsman movie, so the original Kingsman movie. So look, I love all of those returning characters coming back. Merlin, Galahad, who was the is the code name that w- was inherited by Eggsy when Harry, aka the original older Galahad played by Colin Firth, was killed. And you're asking me, how the hell does he return in Kingsman: The Golden Circle? One word comic books. This was inspired by a comic book that Mark Miller, the original creator of this property, alongside his partner Dave Gibbons from Watchmen fame, that they wrote and produced together for his Miller World imprint. So I I have to say because comics, but watch the movie and it's as plausible as anything you'll see in a Star Wars movie or a James Bond movie or a lot of other sci-fi fantasy action adventure type popcorn thrill rides. That being said, we also got the introduction of the American cousins to the sta- to the Kingsmen who are known as the Statesmen and I'm not going to spoil too much in this, so it's going to keep the podcast a little bit shorter, but I'm not going to say I'll, I will say that Kingsmen is under some as an organization is under some degree of duress and they need to go seek out the help of their American counterparts, also known as the Statesman. The Statesman is run by a guy named Champagne, played by Jeff Bridges, who uh, I think he would, don't let the trailers fool you, I think him and Channing Tatum, who played Agent, uh, uh, Agent Tequila, I think the two of them were in the movie for a total of two or three scenes, maybe four for Tatum. But uh, the real star on the American side is the wonderful Pedro Pascal. Uh, if you're a Game of, Phone, pfft, Game of Phones fan, it's AT&T versus Verizon. This time it's for all the marbles. No, seriously. Uh, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you'll know him as Prince Oberyn, a.k.a. the Red Viper, a.k.a. that guy that they did the, uh, all the lightsaber effects on his fight against the mountain in all the YouTube videos. He was a, I mean, and besides the fight with the mountain, he's just awesome. I love this guy. And his Texas drawl ain't too bad. So who do we have as the bad guy in this film? Well, I like the bad guy, and I like the bad guy in the form of Julianne Moore playing the queen, the patriarch, the matriarch, excuse me, the kingpin of the global drug trade known as the Golden Circle. She has to live in a remote rainforest where she cannot be seen from spy satellites or whatever, but she surrounds herself with 1950s, early 60s memorabilia like burger joints and and an old-style movie theater and all this other different stuff. And uh, she is serviced by the guy who played Charlie, uh, excuse me, by by Charlie, who is one of the dropouts who uh, uncovered... Uh, Eggsy's identity at the end of Kingsman when he joined the evil guy's plot. Anyway, long story short, that actor's name is Edward Holcroft, 
And uh, he definitely proved that he can carry an action scene with Eggsy. Um, that bit you might have seen in the commercial with him and Eggsy fighting in and around a London cab. Yeah, that looked fantastic. So kudos to him for that. Uh, also returning was Princess Tilda. Yeah, she is not just a typical Bond girl who offered to be done in the hoo-hoo. You know, we're not going to talk about that. We're going to keep it somewhat friendly here. Um, but unlike Bond movies where 007 meets a, an interesting young lady and they have an adventure, he either rescues her or she's a, an, an agent of another foreign power that the two of them have whoopee uh, towards the end of the film, just like they did with Eggsy and Tilda at the end of uh, Kingsman, The Secret Service. Unfortunately, for those who think that Eggsy is going to get another mate, she actually sticks around. The two form a quite the committed relationship, which I thought was an interesting turn and led to some other great moments, complications that you would not normally see in a spy movie, which is more for the popcorn-crunching generation versus the La Carre deep-thought deep plot kind of spy movie. So this is definitely uh, uh, that kind of film. And, and speaking of that, as, as one more thing that I liked about it, I like that it didn't give up what it's about. It's still audacious, or they're trying to be audacious. It's still action-packed. There's some great hand-to-hand -hand fight scenes. Of course, they're CGI enhanced to make them truly wild and crazy. It, it, unless they can actually do that stuff, at which point I think I might call Taron Egerton actually superhuman. But it was that still, that, that fast pace, it's moving quickly, this is me snapping my fingers, and it, it, it just did not let up. I just thought that there was not many boring parts of that entire film. So what didn't I like about it? What, what did I think could be better about it? Well... <laughs> It's hard to say because Kingsman was such a fluke. Kingsman was not supposed to be successful. Kingsman was not a movie that I think even hit number one for multiple weeks. It just stayed in the top five for something along the lines of 16 to 20 weeks. And it just kept making a little bit of money week after week. Just, you know, 5 million here, 10 million here, 15 million there. It just kept going. So I don't think we were able to be truly surprised by what we were going to get. When you see Colin Firth in this movie, chances are it's going to be what you expect. When you see them approaching the, uh, the, the, the evil mastermind's lair, Julianne Moore's lair, she plays a character named Poppy, when they go to Poppy's headquarters in the rainforest, you have a sense of what's coming next. And I'm actually going to go back to one of the things I liked, and I particularly liked Mark Strong's performance. Usually we see him as the heavy. Usually we see him as guys who, who play dark brooding. We see him as guys who are dark brooding style characters. In this one, we had a chance to see dark, uh, dark Strong. Darth Strong. <sighs> anyway, we had a chance to see Mark Strong play it for laughs in this one. He was a little bit more the straight man in the previous film. In this one, he was able to play it for laughs, and he has a nice, deep singing voice. That's all I'm going to say. But there's stuff that's predictable, going back to what I didn't like in this film. So there was some degree of predictability with this, and that's because this movie, for all it's trying, for all their, uh, all the creator's efforts, 
Um, the movie was written in collaboration between Matthew Vaughn and I'm blanking on her name now. She's written a lot of stuff. Uh, Jane Goldman. And the two of them delivered, I thought, a, a nice script. I thought that it, it served the characters, but there was nothing that made you go, wow, this makes it so much better than Kingsman the Secret Service. It is a sophomore effort for this franchise. And that's not to say it's a bad thing. I mean, chances are, if you're somebody who enjoys going to McDonald's, you're going to order the same thing and get the same thing each and every time. When you go to a convenience store and get a Mars bar, you'll be disappointed if that Mars bar is a different experience every time when you go get it. This is one of those movies where you're going to get pretty much what you are paying for, what you had paid for in the previous film. So, look, I... I think that's a minor gripe. I think this film was a lot of fun. Yes, you have to check your brain at the door for it, so maybe there was a little bit of that. I think that they could have taken some more risks with the characters. There's some plot points with some of the other characters from the uh, original film where you can almost see that the same way they brought Colin Firth back, you can see that they'll bring them back in, in, in future films as well if this franchise continues. Um, as we speak right now, in its first weekend, it made $39 million, which for a late September release is actually pretty good. It was able to outpace it in its second week in theaters. Um, that being said, it is the highest grossing uh, horror film of all time, if you count for inflation. Yes, The Exorcist is finally at the number one spot. But I think that Kingsman... The Golden Circle is the best that you could possibly hope for for a second film in this young franchise. Do I want to see future Kingsman films? Yes, but I would prefer to see future Kingsman movies that go for broke, do things that I don't expect, make me laugh harder than this film had, make me go, holy shit, I can't believe they did a spy movie on this scale where they take the Bond formulas and turn them upside down, shake them around, and then throw it back into the into the pool and, and have you go, what the hell just happened? Like, what sense did my metaphors just make there? It made no sense. I am just, this is all word salad at this point. So to sum up on this short episode, I liked Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Again, not the best movie that I've seen this year, but far from the worst movie. That special honor goes to Valerian and the Planet of a Thousand Cities or City of a Thousand Planets or whatever the fuck that movie piece of shit was. Uh, that's another conversation for another time. <laughs> so how many golden circles will I give it? Well, let's see. One for it's being able to breathe. Two, for its ability to give me great, great action set pieces. Three, for bringing back in fully within characters like Eggsy, Harry, Merlin, all the statesmen, and the possibility that we might get more statesman action. The statesmen are not to be fucked with. That, I am going to say, it, it's impressive to see that the Americans can actually kick just as much ass as the Brits. Uh, which is something that they don't really show you in the James Bond <laughs> movies. I mean, 
Anyway, that's a whole discussion for another time. Um, number four, I like them. I like some of the continuity pieces. Uh, again, bringing back a Kingsman washout and turning him into a real heavy, kind of a combination of Odd Job and Jaws. Uh, Julianne Moore, she's always a treat to watch. I wish that they would have given her and Jeff Bridges and Channing Tatum a little bit more to do, but I think that was more than made up for again with Pedro Pascal and Edward Holcroft as Charlie. Uh, so what am I gonna rate this? I'm gonna give it four golden circles out of five. This is definitely fresh. This is definitely movie theater worthy. I also wanna say that I saw it in IMAX 2D and the sound nearly blew my eardrums. The picture was fantastic. The score for this is just off the charts cool. Again, I really love this movie. And again, it does not have to be an Oscar caliber film for me to really, really like it. So more to the point, I want to know what you thought of it. Hit us up on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at Graphic Podcast. We are on Instagram at graphiccontent.podcast. Our official page is hosted on Facebook, so go to facebook.com slash graphicpodcast where not only do we put news and notes about the show and what's going on with the program we try to send to you each and every week, sometimes multiple programs each and every week, but we also like to share news and notes from around the, 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 the newsosphere of pop culture. So we'll share things that we see that, that kind of relate to the things that we like from Variety, The Hollywood Reporter, even, even like the news sites for comics like Newsarama, Heidi McDonald's The Beat, Bleeding Cool, etc. So definitely check out our page. Give us a like on that. That would be really awesome. Uh, we're available on your podcatcher of choice, and we'd love it if you could rate and review us. Definitely get bonus points from us, and whatever karma you want in return, just let us know. We'll be glad to send that that those good vibes your way. Um, I'm also available myself on Twitter at Jimmers with three M's on Instagram at Jimmers with five M's. Don't ask. I've tried to explain on multiple episodes. I can't even do it anymore. And on Facebook, Jim Mason, and I'm sure my MySpace page. I never deactivated it, so my MySpace is out there. Uh, I would love to hear what you thought of Kingsman: The Golden Circle. So with that being said, I don't have Adam here, but I'm going to tell you to go read a comic, go watch a good movie, have a laugh or 10 with your friends and family out there, and we'll see you next time. And remember, after you do all that, listen to graphic content.